Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Living in Hope. I am your host, Cassie Merritt. All right, if you have not seen or heard of God Behind Bars yet, go to Instagram and follow them right now. I'm serious. It is so cool to watch what they are doing. I mean, they take you inside the prisons and show you what they are helping those prisoners achieve, and that is to accept Christ in their lives, to bring God behind bars, right? (laughs) It is awesome. I love following their reels, and it's just truly inspirational. But anyways, when I saw this, when I heard of them, I had a friend send me, and I'll explain in this episode, but I had a friend send me a video, and as soon as I saw it, I was like, okay, uh, they're doing something awesome and we need to learn more about it. <laughs> so luckily we're sitting down with Isaac today, Isaac Holt, and he is going to be sharing uh, what they're doing and what kind of help they need to achieve what they're doing. And also a cool new app that they have that you can download on your phone as well. Anyways, let's just go ahead and get into this. Are you guys ready? Let's dive in. All right, Isaac, like I told you before I hit record that I'm really excited to just learn more about this ministry. I had a friend send me a, what is it, Instagram reel of um, some prisoners getting baptized. And of course, I'm over there crying and I'm like, (laughs) I have to see if they'll come on the podcast. (laughs) And so I am so excited to hear more about this ministry because I don't know very much. I did, like I told you, I did a little stalking beforehand. Of course. <laughs> and, you know, did my research. I have to do my research, right? Oh, but yeah. this is so cool. And I'm so excited to learn about this ministry with my listeners. But before we dive into that, I want to get to know you. Who are you? What does your life look like today? What do you do? All yeah. that kind of stuff. No, okay. well, well, thank you so much, Cassie. For yes. Cassie, Casey, I just Cassie. met you, Cassie. Cassie, Cassie. Yes. good to know. Yes. Good to know. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, I think I did stalk you, but I did not figure out how to oh. spell, spell your name. Not oh. stalk you. I looked on your profile to see who I'm talking to. Everyone's, everyone stalks. I told you, I'm a creeper before I have these interviews. I love it. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so I uh, grew up in Colorado. I was a pastor's kid there for my whole life. I still am a pastor's kid. Okay. And um, got saved when or accepted Jesus when I was um, 17 years old. And a little older, but never really understood like what Jesus dying on the cross meant for me. And, um, just had this really, um, powerful moment with Jesus and accepted him when I was 17. And, uh, I played baseball in college at the university of Nebraska at Omaha. So I moved to Nebraska and then was there for three years. And then, um, I had, one more year of like baseball and I actually moved to Oklahoma for one year. And then while I was there, um, I found them, found out about an internship at a a large church in Las Vegas. So then I moved to Las Vegas and, uh, became the marketing director at central church for two years. And then let me guess you move again. Well, yeah. So, so then I, uh, resigned my position at the church and was like, 
it was just one of those moments where I'm like, God, what do you want me to do? So I moved back to Colorado and, uh, and started my own company and then started working with God behind bars about two years ago. So that was about being the CEO, Jake Bodine. Um, he like came up to me and said, Hey, will you start contracting? Will you help us with our social media and stuff like that? So that's how I just like started very small. And then, um, I remember like about two years ago, he's like, Hey, we have an opportunity to like build an app inside of prison. Do you want to like, do you want to help kind of spearhead that? So then, um, we've been kind of working together on that project and then all these God behind bars Whoa. projects and telling stories and oh, all that stuff. So I've been with God behind bars two years and then just moved to Atlanta <laughs> about wow. a year ago. I'm trying okay. to hit every single time right? zone. I need to move to Hawaii. That's my next one. Yes. Catch some sunshine. Come on. For sure. Yeah. Oh, man. It's so cool. Okay. So you have an app behind um, God Behind Bars. Yeah. Um, so tell us about that ministry. Tell us about God Behind Ministry or God Behind Bars yeah. ministry and what that is. Yeah. So Jake Bodine. Okay. God Behind Bars has been going for 11 years. Jake Bodine is our CEO. Oh, wow. Okay. And basically he just started, it was so cool because he was like so ahead of the curve in so many ways. You know how we have satellite churches with their just video broadcasting with churches right now. And even before that was really even coming into play, he was thinking, how do we create camp, almost prison campuses behind bars? Um, oh. And a lot of his friends had been to prison and he's like, nobody's reaching these people. And the programs are like, they're just like boring and they're not, it's just not consistent. So he bought video equipment and basically started a campus for a church in Las Vegas. So it started in Las Vegas behind bars. And I think now we have 49 churches, basically their satellite campus for churches behind bars. Volunteers come in and they actually like invest with into the prisoners they play the video of the sermon and then they talk to the inmates, pray with the inmates, uh, walk them through their lives. And, and what's so cool about this, and this is what we're so passionate about is helping the inmates when they come out. It's not about just being on bar behind bars. Like we want to walk them through their entire lives. Like, so when they get out of prison, they can have a church community to go yes, to because yes. they see it. They already know somebody and they have like, right. how, how many, how much do we don't go to a church? Cause we don't know anybody or go to a, any social events, but right. imagine an inmate being invited, like yes. being able to be allowed to walk into a church. Even that's hard for regular churches, but we've tried to bridge that gap of letting inmates just start attending churches. So we started 49 campuses. Um, I think we've reached, about a hundred thousand a year inmates, wow. Um, wow. which is incredible. There's like multiple services behind bars, which is like wild. Wow. <laughs> wow, that is so cool. Well, I love that though because, you know, I think about that so often, where people come outside of prison, like people come in, speak to them, they read the Bible. But what happens once you get outside of prison? What yeah. do you do then? And a lot of people end up back in, right? Well, the reincarceration rate is three years. So basically okay. an inmate gets out and they're back in most, I think it's like 70%. So once wow. you're in the system, it's Ugh. like you just stay in the system. And wow. we've seen, like we've heard of stories where 
like, so we've been in some of the worst prisons with fighting and violence. And when we brought the program in, they've stopped that. Like one of them was like, they haven't even had a fight in like months in their own prison, which is so cool. And they, they literally said, I think it's because we just put God behind bars in here. (laughs) Oh my gosh. How cool. Well, one of the coolest things, everybody definitely needs to go follow God behind bars. Uh, Lauren Daigle is following you guys. So (laughs) if she's following them, then come on guys. (laughs) Yeah. But I just love all the inspirational stories that I'm seeing. It's just so impactful. And I look at like the opportunities we have here in the United States. We get to live cast to prisoners and get behind those bars and talk about God. We're allowed to talk about God. And I just heard somebody talk about China and how they can't even have Bibles in their prisons. And it's just like, it's so cool to have people who are getting in there and saying, okay, how else can we get in there? And now you have an app. So what is this app? I want to hear about that. Yeah. So we were just asked. It's so cool. God is so good and so cool. Like (laughs) we started this two years ago, not knowing about a COVID-19 pandemic or whatever that is. So (laughs) like we, we started this process, basically one of the largest technology firms says, Hey, we would love to do an app with you. And there's, there's never been a Christian app on this tablet. And there are 400,000 tablets inside of prison. Um, uh, okay. Wow. And the 400,000 tablets change hands three times. So that's 1.2 million people have a tablet in a year. So we were asked, Hey, would you make a, an app? So we've been on this journey for about two years of building the very first Christian app behind bars with a Bible, like a digital Bible, which, you know, me just saying that and someone listening might be like, oh, that's not that big of a deal. But having a digital Bible behind bars that can't be, I mean, when I'm behind bars and inmates show me their Bible, like it is tattered, it is ripped. It is like some chunks are out. Some of them only have like a new Testament or an old Testament. And so to actually get a digital Bible that can't be destroyed, that has multiple translations, we're working on putting the Spanish Bible in there, like is a huge thing. Like, so, um, and then we are, we've partnered with, um, about 20 different churches so far and they're putting their content on there. We've partnered with Hillsong, with Elevation, with Fresh Life, with so many other, um, speakers too, who are starting to put their, um, we're about to do a concert, um, in South Carolina with Maverick city. They're going to do, um, an event behind bars and with inmates and that'll be on the app. Um, but it's sermons wow. and all those things. And it's going to this year, we're praying that it'll reach 200,000, um, tablets, which will be wow. a, a 600,000 inmates. Oh my goodness. That is so cool. That is really cool to just be able to get right in there, right on their tablets and everything. That's so Yeah. And, awesome. and inmates are watching it at, I think they're watching, already we're on 17,000 tablets so far and they're watching like 
hundreds of thousands of videos. Like, oh, views are, like, nice. insane. Um, wow. And we've had, I think today I saw we had 2,439 inmates except Christ so far. Oh, so my 2, goodness. So 2,439. Yes. yes, I saw that. And I love how you guys do that. You keep little updates. Like, today we've had so many except Christ. And so I want to know, I really want to get to the heart of this, the deepness of it. I want to hear your favorite testimony of mm. something. Yeah. It's a deep one. <laughs> uh, can I, I'll, can I, I'll share two different kind of things Please, that yeah. really yes. get me. I, I'm, I'm kind of a crier, but not a crier too. But, oh, so, but I would say, <laughs> I would say like the, this whole getting to be a part of this has made me just so emotional as far as like just God honestly calling me to this that I never thought I would be called to this. Um, and we were actually sitting about a few months ago, I was sitting with some uh, police officers who are doing a task force. Basically their task force is to figure out why people commit crimes or what happens in their childhood. And they found that ages eight to 12, it's because their father figure, a father figure left or they were abused by a father figure um, and, or okay. like an, a boyfriend coming into a home and right. abusing them in some way. Right. And then that sends them on a trajectory of crime because they're just looking for some sort of stability. Um, and I just think about this, like from ages eight to 12, let's say something happens to them they go and they commit a crime at 18 or 19. They have a five to six year sentence. They go and they go into someone's home and they abuse a kid and the, and the, and it just continues. The cycle just keep continues and we have an opportunity. And this is where my heart is so like um, passionate about what we're doing. We have an opportunity to break that cycle with what Jesus can do and what he can do in behind bars in people's lives. Imagine inmates coming out being fathers and mothers and knowing how to do that and experiencing Jesus in a way where their lives are transformed, where their kids can, um, kids see a father or see a mother that they want to be following. So I would say like that, that is, that concept is constantly in our team's head and in our hearts of like, let's stop the cycles here. Um, and then I would say too, probably the most impactful moment that brought me in a trajectory. Um, I was in Lyman, Colorado in a maximum security prison. And, um, these people are like in for like 20 years to life. That's it. Like, and every single one has killed somebody. And, um, it was actually really not safe now that I think about it. But anyway, <laughs> I get in there. Actually, no, it, it was, it was very, yes. very safe, yes. but basically I get in there and I have the camera and I'm filming and, they're like, oh yeah, they they wave a guy over. He's like, this guy will be a great testimony. And then they put me in a they put me in a room and they just leave me leave oh me there God. with him. <laughs> and I remember thinking like, okay, well, here we go. Well, we're doing this, God. We <laughs> yeah. got this. Yeah. Um, so, but hearing his testimony and his testimony was he had murdered five people, and um, and he was father figure left him. He was abused. And he'd murdered five people at a bar and, um, they brought him into, they brought him into jail to, for his sentencing. And he basically was contemplating suicide while he was in jail. And, um, he felt like something in his mind said, asked him about worth. 
Like what is, what is worth? What does that mean? And he had never thought about it. And basically through this weird, like he just, he just had all these concepts come into his mind of like, what is the purpose of life? What is this? What is that? And as he was going, he just felt, I think he did have some knowledge of Jesus, but he just felt this overwhelming presence that like Jesus is everything I need at this moment. And he said that he prayed his first prayer. He says, God, if you're real, will you um, show me that you're real basically? And he got, he was, he has, I mean, he has, he, I mean, he has life upon life. I think it's like three life sentences or something like that. So he's never getting out. And he's, I met him when he was 30. Like he's just 30 years old. And, uh, well, so then he gets into prison. He finds the chaplain and tells him these things. He accepts Jesus. He starts in his own prison. This was before we even got there. He starts a Bible study and he starts, and there's like 90 inmates coming who have accepted Jesus. He starts a CrossFit gym inside of prison and he just has this excitement for life. And, um, it's crazy. I mean, think about this. His life is prison. That's it. Yeah. His, it's all it is, but he found a purpose for life because of Jesus. And that's what, God, yeah. and that's what I think is the coolest, most amazing thing about prisoners and prisoner stories is they find a purpose and the purpose is Jesus. It's not, it's not to, yeah, it's it, there. Yeah. The purpose is Jesus. And that's the only way that they can continue to go. You know? Wow. I'm sure you see so many incredible, the incredible stories like that being able to go in and actually minister to all of them. So is that what you guys, I really want to dive into that a little bit more. Like what does it look like if uh, with you, what are you doing? What are other people doing to help others? Yeah. 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 So I would say for myself, I go in to a lot of prisons and uh, I just honestly, I get to, I just, it's awesome because prisoners are yeah. literally like so excited to tell them, yeah. tell you their story. They're like, Oh, pumped. I love that. Yeah. So I just get to go in and I get to say, Hey, tell me, Hey, I'm Isaac. Tell me your story. And they just go, I mean, seriously, I have not had one where it's like, I don't want you to, I don't want to tell you my right. story. Oh, wow. And huh. yeah, so they, so I go in, so I go into Florida. I was just in Arkansas prison. Um, I was just in Florida in a prison. I was just, and then I'm headed to South Carolina and then Florida again. And a lot of what I do is I hear their stories and I tell their stories Um, because I think there's something so powerful about telling a story of somebody who was hopeless and found hope in a hopeless environment. And I think, I think that's what I love about telling these stories on our social media and all these things is just like, you, if, if you don't have hope, I promise you, if this person can have hope, you can find hope. And that hope is Jesus. And I want to like say that. And I want to show too, like, even with our app, we're reaching 600,000 inmates and we could potentially reach 1.2 million inmates. That's a revival that could happen behind bars. We could see percentages of inmates drop like percentages, Mm -hmm. not just like a couple get through the system. Like we could see it drop. We could see lives changed. We could see, um, a revival happen in the United States. There's like, there's so much that could happen through, um, a story. And then, but also, um, through just prisoners, like they're not, they're not out for the count. And I think our society really honestly just says, Hey, you're in prison. And once you've been in prison, you're not 
accepted into society. And I, I just don't believe that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's like kind of just branching out because here you are going inside prison and hearing these amazing stories. And then you're sharing those stories and others on Instagram, Facebook, or whoever are reading those stories. Yeah. And you know, this podcast is called Living in Hope. So I'm mm. with you. My biggest thing is sharing about God's hope. <laughs> yes. And so like that just highlights God's hope right there. Mm-hmm. It's just seeing and hearing those stories from when people inside prison, you know, that's their life. Then, yep. you know, they, they could be living the rest of their life there. If their eyes are focused on God, why can't ours be? Right? Totally. Yes, right? absolutely. I love yeah. it. So how else can we get involved? Like what yeah. are ways we can get involved? Honestly, I think the biggest thing. So basically our app has just been our main initiative so far, just because yeah. like it is just multiplying and it's getting right. really big. Yeah. Um, and I think there's cool. just three things. So one, you can download the app. It's called the Pando app. Okay. Um, you can go on your Google or Spotify. And on this app, we worked really hard where inmates can send their uh, prayers through the app and you can see them. And this was, again, this two-year process has been wild and very difficult to go through security. And there were some times where, like, it was impossible, it felt like. But I think the biggest way to help support is to download the app and to um, honestly just interact with the app because that helps us so much create more content and get more people involved with putting stuff on the app. And then um, I think... That's the biggest thing. And then also just, um, I would say also with every tablet. So we are trying to reach 400,000 inmates. And I think every tablet for us costs $18 um, to download our app. So there's tablets out there. And then we have to pay for, we basically want to make this free for every inmate. That's what we're, honestly, we're not, we are going to do that because yes. every, most apps on the tablets, they have to pay for it. And they they have to pay for it. Oh, they no. have to pay for it. I did and, not know that. Wow. Yeah. And we're passionate about making it free and making yeah. sure that every inmate can experience the gospel free. And right. so we've honestly like a lot of also what I do is talk to churches and people and say, Hey, will you help support? a certain amount of tablets or help people um, get there. So we're really trying to raise enough money to just be able to hit all $400,000. But if you do the math right now, 400,000 times 18 is actually a good, a lot more than you think. That's a big number. <laughs> yeah. I can't even count that high. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, oh, um, but, but then the other thing is, is really pray for our, just pray for us. I can't, I can't, tell you how many times over the last two years where I felt like this is impossible. Like no, this, this app cannot be done. Um, and then God has made a way he's brought people into our worlds to create a way. And, um, yeah, I could literally, I can start crying right now knowing like what God has done. And the coolest thing about it, this is the coolest thing. I remember about three months ago, I was like thinking this is over. This isn't going to work. Not three months ago. This is probably six months ago, but I get a call and then with somebody saying, Hey, this, we found a solution and we also have good news. We're going to pre download the app on every tablet. So it is, they can't, no inmate can get rid of the app. Basically, wow. it is on the tablet. So oh every, gosh. which is like, I mean, how 
just to know that that's even like how many apps do you have to go search for? You know, you have to go search for apps, but to be pre-downloaded, just to know that every inmate has the opportunity to make an account. I think we're close to a hundred percent ratio. So almost every single inmate makes an account and, um, and they start what I think we have, like, they watch like three videos a day. I think that's the average. Um, and it's sermons, it's worship, it's, um, all these different things. So man, I'm just so, overwhelmed by God and what he's done and how he's created a pathway to do this and reach more inmates for Jesus. Like I'm just so pumped because yeah, (laughs) that is so cool. I love that. So let's just say our churches in Washington, how can they um, help out? So can they put their um, sermons on this app or is there a pre like you have to go watch them first or how's that all work? <laughs> yeah. So when certain churches, they'll, uh, so we usually like approve all the content. We really want like very, yeah. um, yeah, we have to, we have to get it approved by the DOC and stuff like that. So we go, we, it goes a little slower, but, um, usually if it, uh, if a church reaches out, we kind of show them the process of what that looks like to download the app. If the DOC approves them, then they're good to go and they can put their wow. stuff on the app. Um, Whoa. Yeah. And so yeah. like everything is just streamed on this app. So even somebody from let's just say Texas can see a church in Washington then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um but the cool here's a cool thing too okay. is what we're working on our next update and that the prisoner will be able to let a church know that they're watching. They'll be able to follow them. Oh They'll goodness. be able to send them like a <laughs> basically chills. like a That's letter cool. yeah. where they can send them saying, "Hey, Oh, okay. No, this is actually really cool. <laughs> We're getting pumped now. You should see I'm us pumped, wiggling Because I was like, yeah, yeah. Is this a video podcast? Um, <laughs> Just audio, but... <laughs> you should see my hand motions, though. Right? Oh, I've been um, talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, so basically when an inmate accepts Christ, let's say a church in um, Seattle posts something on the Pando app and someone from, an inmate from Florida watches it, and they accept Christ on that video content, there will be a button where they can push it and it will tell that church, hey, Joe Joe from Florida has just accepted Christ on your app. And it will tell you what prison so that you can write them a letter or, and it will also tell you their release date. So um, when they get released, they'll be able to, um, you'll be able to like connect with them because maybe, and then, cause maybe, and then they'll be like geo tracking a little bit, not tracking. That's a bad term, but <laughs> Just like track them everywhere. <laughs> no, but basically on the app, yeah. you can say, Hey, I live in, or I'm getting released in this area okay. and it will show you the churches in that area so that they can connect with the church. Oh, oh yeah. cool. That is really cool. So then, yeah, a church, if they are, they see that, then they can be able to reach out to them after they get out of prison, yeah. right? Because that's yep. important. That's very well, communi- important. Community is so important. Most yes. of these people have been isolated forever and <sighs> not forever, but for a very long time. Yeah. And they need community. They need people around them. Yes. How much, when we have good community with each other, we thrive as people. But when we're isolated, we can't go very long. And, right. and that's why I think that reincarceration rate is so big because they get out, they go back to their old life because they have no money. Like, I found out, this is crazy. I found out, I was in Florida and just asking a million questions because I'm like, how can we help this these people more and more and more? Yeah. Some of them get out, if they are lucky, they get out with $50. Wow. 
and they get released with the clothes that they came in with, which some of them have been there for 20 years. So they get released in clothes that don't fit. Oh my if, God. And yeah. they get released at a bus stop with $50. If they're lucky, some with zero. And they have to figure out how to either get back to where they came or, um, yeah, it's just like this reality that's really heavy. And I, I know everywhere is, I can't say that for everywhere because each state is different, but in this particular area, that was kind of what was happening. And I was just like, man, that's like, yeah. And and, I, and then it's they become homeless. And then yeah. what they do is they're like, hey, I don't want to do this anymore. So I, I want to go back to prison because I had a bed. I had yes. food. I had, yes. and you know what I'm saying? And it's yes. like, I just want to set them up. Yeah, they need community for sure and a church. Yes. So you said there's like campuses in that like outside. So would that be the churches that are involved with this app or how are these campuses built? Yeah. So churches can reach out to God Behind Bars. So um, info at godbehindbars.com. You can reach out to us and basically let us know your church. Um, And we look through the church and make sure that it just fits some certain qualifications. And then um, the church usually raises a certain amount of money to get them into the DOC because we install all the equipment and all the, you know, speakers and all that stuff, projectors to make it an online campus. Um, And then... And then they get their volunteer base and then they come in about, they come in every single week. So, um, that's kind of how churches get involved. So we have about 49 and we're going to like, I think 20 more, um, this year, which is crazy because of COVID it it's right. Yeah. That is crazy. So crazy. Oh my gosh. That is so cool. Okay. So then basically is it the pastors or somebody who I I'm totally like, needing to know everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one no. of those, I have to know it all. <laughs> Let's just talk through this. Um, but so the pastors, are they the ones who go in then and talk to them or is it live streamed or is it exactly uh, what's that look like? Yeah. So usually it's, it's not live streamed. They okay. basically the church does a recording Okay. And then they bring the recording in the volunteers. There's moments where volunteers are kind of brought in. So okay. maybe the, maybe the video plays with the pastor saying, gotcha. you know, Hey, welcome to God behind bars. We're so glad all of you guys are here in prison, gotcha. like in the prison. We love okay. you. And then it goes into worship and then the, and then there's prayer time and just stuff like that. Okay. Gotcha. That yeah. is so cool. Okay. I'm caught up now. I love it. <laughs> it is so good. Oh man, yeah. this makes me want to get involved for sure too. Yes. So this is so cool. I really hope that we find some people who are listening to this, who are feeling just as pumped as we are right now about this. I know. Come on. <laughs> come on, church. Come on, guys. Let's get involved. <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, the other thing is just like looking at your, I know you saw the Instagram, but I think that yeah. just shows the power of just the life change that's happening. It is so and, true. Um, so much. I just, I mean, when I saw those videos of um, prisoners, men and women getting baptized, it's just like, that's that's it, you guys. Yeah. You did it. That is so cool. <laughs> and I can't wait to see you in heaven, right? Like totally. Man, that is so impactful for and sure. And their life and their life has changed forever. And that's what right. how amazing I mean, that's Jesus and what he does. Yes. And that's so yes. fun. It's so oh cool. man. 
So seeing all this, being a part of this, um, one question I ask for each of my listeners, so I'm excited to ask you this question as well, is um, what does hope mean to you? Whew, that is a huge thing. Right? That is a great question. What does <laughs> hope mean to me? You're not the only one who says that. <laughs> uh, oh, man. I would say hope is um, just in my life. I feel like um, I have gone through church burnout. I have gone through um, a lot of moves. I've gone through a lot of, um, I would say, unexpected things in my life. And um, and and then also on the prison side, seeing getting to look at hopelessness right in the face, but also getting to look at, at ultimate freedom and hope in the same place um, as a prison where you get to see someone who's never getting out. And then somebody who's never getting out, but has found Jesus. And I think, I think what hope looks like for me is truly is Jesus, but truly knowing like how good his hope is and how good everything that his knowing that I think the biggest thing that I has been put on my heart. And I'm going to tie this all together somehow yeah, in a bow. Yeah. No, you're good. But, you're uh, good. <laughs> but that God, if God says that all things work together for good mm-hmm. and that he is good, that if your story, ha- if there's not been a good moment in your story so far, just wait, because God yeah. is good and all things work together for good. If there's something that's happening in your life right now that is not good. You might be going through a divorce. You might be going through a court date. You might be going through something really difficult. Like the story's not finished because God and the, and, and that's why it's not good yet. So just wait and wait and see what God is going to do. Because every single time I look back in my most hopeless moments, I see now looking back what God was doing and how he gave me a good story to be where I am right now. So I would say hope is Jesus's goodness and his story and his ability to write great stories, just yes, like, amen. just like yeah. every That's story so he's true. ever done. <laughs> yes. It's so true. So true. I love that. Oh man. Okay. Well, I obviously could sit here and talk a lot longer and dig into your brain a little bit more, but <laughs> and we probably will when I hit stop here, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I try to keep it 30 minutes. <laughs> I do my nice. best. We did yeah, it. <laughs> we did it. We did good. Yay. Doing oh, it for man. the haters. Yes. <laughs> yes. But tell us a little how we can, um, tell us the app name again and yeah. a website that we can visit. Yeah. Um, go, uh, if you go on, Pando, if you go on your like your app store, mm-hmm. Google Play, Android, Apple, just write Pando app, P A N D O A P P, all one word. Um, you'll find our app. You can also go to our Instagram, it's on the link there. You can go to godbehindbars.com, okay. um, and you can see what states we're in so far. And okay. then you could, there's also like contact information where you can reach out to us. Perfect. All right. Well, I did check that out and I saw there's None in Washington. So we need to get on that. I know. I know. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Ready. Well, thank you so much for sitting with me today. This was so much fun. And I'm so pumped for you guys and this ministry you're building. It's huge. Oh, man. I really hope you guys had so much fun listening to this episode. 
But you guys, as always, I will have everything that we talked about in this episode linked in the description. So be sure to go check those out. Get that app downloaded on your phone. I have it on mine and I love everything that's on there. Also, if you guys have time, please be sure to rate this podcast. And I ask you to do that because when you do, it helps me to get this podcast up higher in the charts, which means more people see it. And we really want that. We really need to achieve that. So anyways, thank you guys so much for listening and I will see you the next episode.